Snap, crackle, pop, fumble, bruise. Boom. And At Rice until Krispies, we get sued, please baby. Please don't sue us. Until we get sued, baby. Can't stop me, Rice Krispies. Snap, crackle, pop forever. We will do it until we get sued. That's the plan. It's been working so far. A grand total of one episode. Um, but yes, that does mean apparently that there. This is another episode of Fumble Brewski, episode eleven. Ah, uh, we cannot be stopped. We cannot be contained. I am Derek Henry, and Rice Krispies are Josh Norman. You making fun of Rice Krispies? They're not that. And Josh low. Norman. <laughs> I'm just huge. You're just huge. Yep. Like Derrick Henry compared to Mark Ingram. Exactly. Um. So, week seven. Speaking of Derrick Henry, uh, was quite the week, and that game, Steelers Titans, was a hell of a game. Uh, and I gotta say, the Steelers might be one of the best teams in football. The ESPN just came out with their power rankings and had them ranked number one. Over the Chiefs at number two. What do you think about wow. that right now? So you're telling me that the undefeated team was number one in the ranking, Spencer? Yeah, Who is but this I'm clown that I'm working Steelers, with, bro? Like, Who is this clown that I'm working with? there's not another team that's uh, seen as on the level of the Chiefs. I mean, I guess. Like, I get what you're saying, Spencer. But, like, the Steelers' defense is disgusting, man. They've got so many pieces. TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, man. They've got Minka Fitzpatrick. T.J. Watt's a monster. T.J. Watt is an actual savage. He went from being J.J. Watt's brother to he's now. J.J. Watt is his brother, bro. It's kind of insane. Like, screw Derek Watt, you know. Like, he's just a bum. Yeah, I mean, he's a fullback. He's a fullback schmuck. Like, but, nah, T.J. Watt's a savage. Minka, you're a traitor, but, like, you're also a beast. Like, they've got some fire corners, like, I think of Fitzpatrick Lee's a mean secondary. And I guess it's Big Ben offense. has still got and, it. You know, don't even have to talk about the fact that they got Big Ben. They got He came Juju, back, who's, and he's Juju super old. And I think under the radar, he's doing like way better than anybody would have expected out of him. No, of course. He's actually doing phenomenal. I mean, the weapons he has, man. He's got Juju still. Yeah. I mean, Johnny he's got Phelps a lot of nice. young. There's a K-Pack lot of young talent on that team, especially wide receivers with Deontay Johnson, Juju. Uh, and Chase Claypool, that's a lot of young talent. So if they could all stay together, that'd be pretty crazy. Deontay came back from that injury. He balled out with those two tutties. But Juju? then he got hurt again. No, Deontay Johnson. But then Clay- Chase Claypool, a.k.a. Mapletron, finally busted. Just like I said he would, guys. I knew he so. was knocking out. He wasn't going to have a like 20-point performance after 40-point. There's no way. Dude, five touchdowns in two weeks, you're going to regress to the mean. Like, you're yeah. not going to average 18 exactly. touchdowns a season. Like, it's not going to happen. Maybe. I mean, his nickname is I mean, Maple Trump. Yeah, but, but I don't think he's on that level where he's going to score 18 touchdowns this year. He's on my dynasty team. I hope one day, you know. Maybe one day. But, be fire. but out of a guy that just kind of jumped onto the scene, Maple Trump. Not sustained bro. success. The Canadian Megatron. He hates the nickname, apparently. He hated the nickname, you said, or he made it? He hates Mapletron. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought Oops. you were going to say he made it. I'm like, you can't make your own nickname. Yeah, whatever. I'm All right, well, well. anyway, Steelers are good is the moral of the story. And it's just yep. taken me a Hopefully while to lose, believe though. that they're actually that good. But moving Ho- on to not so lose. good. 
Uh, the Falcons just can't seem to do anything like remotely right when it comes to winning football games. Like they're finding ways to lose. Like they just don't have a defense, man. I mean, okay, but but it's it's more than an individual problem with the Falcons. Like I don't know what it is. What soft culture? Maybe what? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but. They're talented enough to put themselves in a winning position in almost every game, yet they lose every game. And when you have Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, like, damn, I can't believe I just named Julio Jones second. <laughs> right? That's how good Calvin Ridley is. Yeah, I know. He's season. been crazy. Number two he's fantasy wide receiver. Wow. He's a monster. Both Alabama guys. But the fact that both those guys, you have them, of course you're going to be in any game. They will literally will you to victory. Clearly not. They won't will you to well, victory. Well, almost. Okay. They will almost will you to victory. <laughs> but, like, they lost only so much because they can Todd do. Gurley accidentally fell into the end zone. But, you it know happens, what I mean? They, they, have, they had, if you watch the game, with a minute and 15 seconds left, they had the ball inside the 10-yard line, and... The Lions didn't have any timeouts. Just take a knee after you get the first down. Right? Like, it's as simple as that. Don't score and you win the game. And they scored. Damn. It's kind of fucked. Todd Gurkley. Yeah, but I mean, like, they're finding new ways to lose. It's it's actually crazy. So who knows if it's a culture thing or not. But the Falcons are not, not trending in the right direction right now. They're trending. Just not in the right direction. Actually, in the no. direct wrong direction. But that was a pretty sick comeback uh, by the Lions. Matthew Stafford let him down the field in, I don't know, 40 yards in the last 20 seconds. Uh, yeah, man, Stafford gave him the Shafford, you know. As, as good of an ending as you can ask for, I guess, in a football game. Tip to base. All right, now he the last game I, I want to talk about from last week is the Buccaneers. Because I have an interesting... I was listening to the, the Ringer podcast, uh, the Bill Simmons podcast this morning. Shout out Bill okay, Simmons. Okay. Uh, and he brought up an interesting you think he'll conversation. Shout us What'd you Is say? Is he going to shout us out back? Is he going to shout us out back? Uh, he better shout us out back. I hope you know, so. After working well, so no closely ringer. together, we, we got a good relationship, me and Bill. So when you hear this, Bill, you better shout us out. Um, yeah, anyway. Come on, Billiam. They were talking about the Buccaneers after they won again, and Brady's been on a sort of tear. Uh, Russell Wilson has sort of dropped a little bit this week in the MVP conversation. Aaron Rodgers could have dropped a little bit after his bad performance against Brady and the Bucks, and the Bucks are now like five and one over the last six games. So he's like somewhat in the MVP discussion. But the interesting thing is, what if you thought about MVP as the most valuable player, like Tom Brady? If he wasn't on the Bucks, Gronk wouldn't be there. Antonio Brown wouldn't be there. They'd be nothing. They'd be nothing, but like, I don't know. I guess I was almost going on a different thought. With you, I thought you were just going to say, like, look, what, look how New England's looking after them, bro. They really haven't lost that many pieces. They just lost Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Thought, well, you know, well I, think, I think this is now proving the argument that Tom Brady is just very, very good. At football. <laughs> okay. He's very good. I thought, like, you saw what Skip Bayless said about Belichick. 
Tom Brady, 75%. Coach Subway, 25%. Coach Subway. Coach Subway? My, my dog, Bill Belichick. Coach well, see, Subway. Well, maybe it is like that. Who knows? I mean, I still think Bill, Belichick is probably the greatest coach. I, I agree, though. I think it cements your point that, like, Brady is an MVP, though. I don't even know if he's like I don't even know if he's playing at the rate of MVP this year, um, but if you look at the definition, yes, of most valuable player, uh, I think Tom Brady has a sort of case, uh, and it's just like I think about basketball. I think I personally think that LeBron James should be the MVP every single year, regardless of stats. Uh, when you look at a basketball team, if LeBron James is on your team, your team will be dramatically better compared to LeBron James to if LeBron James was not on your team. So I think he should win MVP every year. And I Dude, think if you're course, talking man. football, that could technically apply to Brady, I guess. When it comes to LeBron, man, me, you, Spencer, and your two brothers, and LeBron could probably have a pretty decent chance against any squad exactly. in the NBA, man. I mean, LeBron would probably have to have some Will Chamberlain-esque numbers, but we'd have a nice chance. Hey, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty fire. I'll, hit, I'll, I'll go for like one for 17, maybe two for 17. I mean, that's a pretty solid contribution Hello? to the team. Oh, my, our assists would be crazy. And him in Dime City out here, bro. I'll just feed LeBron James. <laughs> it's not that hard. Oh, the Dodgers just won the World Series. No fucking way. Look at that. Congrats to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, three to one they won. Wow. In game wow. six, I believe. The Lakers and the Dodgers. Oh, I'm going to have some unbearable L.A. fan friends for a while. Yeah, L.A.'s having a crazy sports year right now. But, I mean, that's what was supposed to happen. In basketball, the Lakers were supposed to win. In, Do- in baseball, the Dodgers were supposed to win. So, I guess, like, L.A. got their storybook season. And then in 2022, the Miami Dolphins will win for the 50-year anniversary of the undefeated, the perfection, the glory of the undefeated season. Tua Tagovailoa will be in his third year in the league. You know, we will probably have some studs by then, hopefully. Preston Williams. Well, now, see, this this seems like the perfect time to call our resident... Dolphin season ticket holder. If we're about to get into some Tua talk. Tua time. Tua time. I would like to hear what Trevor has to say about this. Alright, so for those of you who don't yet know Trevor, uh, Trevor's a friend of ours in the fantasy league and ever and, and everything. Uh, he's pretty bad at fantasy, so we won't talk about his losing record of terrible fantasy You'll play. hear this chump <laughs> and I's rivalry. I have played Trevor... So many times in our league. I've beaten him in the finals. He's never won the league. He used to be our commissioner for about five years until he had like a mental breakdown. And he quit and he came back because we goaded him into it again. And now he's back. And he's the homie. I love Trevor. He actually didn't have a breakdown. But like he's hilarious. Great guy. But he's terrible at fantasy football because I dog him every year. So make sure make sure to bring it up on the Twitter. At the Fumble Brewski. I mean, hey, man, Trevor's great fantasy player-ish. You know, he was our commissioner for five years. He quit for a bit, then he came back 
didn't miss a year. No gap year for Trevor. He's never won our championship, though, so it's a very sore point for him. It's hilarious when we call him. And I always defeat him in the playoffs. Always tweet at him that he sucks and can't win a championship. Because he can't at all. So, just just tweet, Trevor can't win a championship, and then tag us in it. That's all you got to do. He's actually texting me right now trying all to get right, a fantasy uh, trade going on right now. What an idiot. But he is the only one in the group with Dolphin season tickets, so I think he's the perfect person to talk to about Tua. So let's just hope he answers. Yo. Trevor, you are live. Hey, what's going on? On episode 11 of the Fumble Brewski, and I've just insulted I, your great name. You insulted my great name? That's pretty easy to do. What'd you say? Oh, I just told told all the people how you suck at fantasy football, that's all. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> and is Fernando there? Spend- he is there. Well, fuck him Can you too. raise Trevor's volume up a little bit so I can hear him cry while I insult him? Because this kid is a chump at fantasy football. I am the greatest regular season player of all time. I'm the worst playoff. <laughs> regular, I, I like how you included regular season player. We were just telling everybody. What, what, what's your playoff record? I'm like fucking two and six in the playoffs. Solid. Jesus Christ. Solid record. <laughs> I've made the playoffs every single goddamn year. And fucking and, this guy over here. And we have the same know. number of God championships. All right, so this year's the year, boys. I feel it this year. We had a, a little slump last couple of weeks, but uh, I feel confident that Fernando's team is coming down, and he will not beat me for a third coming time. Coming down. I'm all for My Fernando's team, team coming down. Trevor. I'm all for it. All right, but anyways, Trevor, down, fools. we just started got we just got started talking about the Dolphins, and we just got started talking about Tua. So That's we want to hear. Topic. So we want to hear your honest, not biased, honest opinion about how right. Tua is going to do uh, in his debut. Well, if I was being biased, I would say that Tua is probably going to be considered the greatest of all time by you know November. By halftime, um, but well, of course, probably, <laughs> probably if they're you know, especially when they play the Jets again, but. My uh, unbiased, objective opinion is he's probably widely considered the greatest of all time by December. Okay. <laughs> That's um, what we're going for? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Much was, more reasonable, of course. Timing with, you know, Fitzpatrick playing very well. Uh, I, I think we probably got one of his best, if not the best, two-year stretch out of his career. Um, we were 3-3. Three and three. He was top 10 in quarterback rating. So you got to feel bad for him. Um, I'm sure you guys saw the video uh or his press conference where yeah it sucks to see a guy like that go that way like it's it wasn't supposed to be like that man i you know i i don't think he's done playing you know he loves to play he's what 36 37 37 guys like i think he might be done i don't know i i think he's still got gas in the tank i mean you see him out there you know running and hitting guys all the time and he loves playing. he is still very happy to play I wish he would stay with the Dolphins forever. You know, I, I wish he would coach for us. Yeah, I, I wish he would too. I think that's a, I think that's a possibility once he he retires. Um, but so. you're right. I mean, his game is still good enough to play. It clearly is. I mean, people were saying on Twitter we should trade to the NFC East for for, for the Cowboys. 
Yeah, right? Um, but I think he would do very well. I think he has been doing very well. So you got to feel bad for him. But um, I am a big Tua guy. I, I am convinced that if he is truly healthy and he he is what he is supposed to be, you know, like if he gets his, you know, ESPN projected point total, then I think he's going to, I think he could be a Hall of Famer. I think he's <laughs> a generational talent. Um, the only thing that makes sense to me uh, in terms of the timing for him starting, you know, because everyone knows about his health, the, the bye week being moved up helped. I think with Fitz playing well, this is just an indication of Brian Flores, whom I trust, thinking that Tua is healthy and ready and the better quarterback on the team. I will say this is the first time in a long time that I can say that I trust the Dolphins management and the Dolphins <laughs> coach, because uh, usually they're like they've been they've been very 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 bad and like always made the wrong move. But I actually kind of trust them this time. Um, it's year two, man. I'm going to be a little cautious until. We see what Brian Flores can truly do for me, man. Yeah, but he seems to have like I've been created too a many different times. vibe in the I've locker been room and too around many like, times the city. by Dolphins coaches you know, around I totally the city. Agree with both of you, I, I I'm optimistic, like Spencer. You know, this is the first time in a in a long time. I was thinking the other day, you know, holy shit, you know, Joe Philbin was a crappy coach. Yeah, he real was bad. Better than Gase. He was better than Gase. So you go back to you know teams of you know. The early Sperano days, that you know, where you really could like have some faith in what they were doing upstairs, and I agree. You know, I right now I trust Flores and Greer. I really do, and I, I think we haven't been able to say that in a while. Um, but like Fernando, I am a very jaded and very heartbroken Dolphins fan. So um, I, I, you know, even against the Jets, I was pretty nervous going to that game because we had no excuse to lose that game no but excuse fortunately yeah fortunately we went in there and took care of business but I, I was nervous you know when we were up big against the 49ers I was nervous because I grew up as a Dolphins fan and I know what they can do so it's still you know it's still early see what he can do now I mean he has some expectations I guess now um, but I think Jeez. he's doing a good job of just staying in the organization and focusing on you know going one to know um, I trust him. You know what they say, man. All right, I mean, I mean, Fool before me we get before we get too deep into the despair of fool me once, shame on me, man. Fool me twenty-seven times. <laughs> okay. Call me a dolphin. Before fan, we get bro. too deep into the the shame of dolphins management over the past twenty years, um, give us your honest prediction. Dolphins Rams next Sunday to his debut. I gotta say, I don't think the game's looking great for the Dolphins. I like can't bet it. I can't pick against them. So my dol- my like fan pick is Dolphins win 27-23, but my actual pick is Rams win 27-21. <laughs> Johnny Hecker is one scary punter, bro. One scary Johnny punter. Johnny Hecker is a beast. You know, you see him on the Pat McAfee show all the time. He is pretty nuts. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited baby. for this game. Um, I think I'm so excited for Tua. I'm not. I'm not thinking he's going to come out and you know uh, be a world beater from day one. You know, you look at quarterbacks. You know, uh, Hall of Famers Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and, and Russell Wilson. And the first games are, are you know nothing super special, and that's okay. Um, so I'm not holding out too much hope that Tua is like coming out like lightning right away. Um, but I I think it's going to be a very good game. Um, Rams are a pre. They're a pretty damn good team. They lost to the Bills, I think, because of the refs on that last fourth down play. 
And I think the only other team they lost to was the 49ers, whom the Dolphins beat. Um, But uh, it's in Miami. It's a 10 o'clock game for the Rams. Um, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey is a pretty tough... What a welcome back. What a a test of to his body that's going to be when the first time he gets hit is Aaron Donald just... Fucking smacking him. Jesus. Oh, I tell you what, and he's got a smack. What a mean he's boy. Against, uh, I think a, a pretty good rookie in center. Um, but, uh, you know, he's going to smack him, and for five seconds, Dolphins fans everywhere are not going to breathe. Um, <laughs> it's going to be wild. Yeah. Dolphins you know, fans. Two is not going to breathe, man. True, man. Two is not going to breathe. Oh, God. Yeah, that's <laughs> I was reading on ESPN, you know, the, cool. the Rams uh, are a decent first matchup for Tua because they, not only is it after the bye, but they're a really talented defense, but they're pretty simple. You know, whereas Brian Flores has a multiple defense, you know, he, he stresses guys that are versatile, moving things around. The Rams play a similar uh, base package the whole game. So, you know, there's not going to be too many different reads for Tua to make. Um, I think he's going to play well. I, you know, if I had to guess, I'd probably guess for Tua something around, you know, 200 yards. Um, I'd guess two and two touchdowns, one interception. And um, I, if I my fan pick is, I think the Dolphins can take this one, but my my real prediction will be um, 20 to 17 Rams, and I think it'll be a pretty defensive game. And there is your pick by your resident Dolphins expert, Trevor Wilpon. Thank you for. For joining the show for this 11th episode. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to you guys. Um, I hope Fernando loses every single game of fantasy football from now until the end of time. Um, Trevor, the best of luck. I could lose uh, every single game and still be a better player than you. What'd you say, Fernando? I could lose every single game and still be a better player than you. <laughs> uh, this is the rivalry that goes back a while, but thanks for, thanks for calling in, Trevor. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. See you later. Okay. I'll catch you week 12, you schmuck. Ah, oh, he missed it. Ooh, he's too afraid. <laughs> That's it, yeah, he was running away. Uh, okay, well now, Fernando, do you want to tell everybody the exciting news about the, the growth that we've experienced? We are no longer very, very broke. Woo. We hit triple-digit guides. We have done it. 57 plus 51, right? Yes, exactly. $108. We have reached triple digits finally. All thanks to me. (laughs) Dollar, dollar bills. I'm on a roll right now. Because I don't know how to do it. I can't. I can't gamble. Dollar, dollar bills. It's all. It's all. It's all Spencer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I had to, you know, put the team on my back here. (laughs) But anyways. It's been it's been exciting. Finally reached it, and I think if we get a couple more, if we get a couple more, we're gonna be in some some large territory here. We are not cashing out, Spencer. I decided. I think I I did the math, and if we were to win out from here to the end of the season, every two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> All right, maybe we can cash out. <laughs> right, maybe we can cash out. Maybe we can cash out a little early. <laughs> if I mean, oh if we reach, God. if we reach some big sums of money here, it'll be a, it'll be we'll at least a, like a tough decision to make. Definitely, definitely a fan base decision, but 
we can we could buy our ten fans some nice gifts to change their minds. Right, exactly. I mean, hopefully, if we're betting that much money, we've got a lot more. I mean, that being said, that, that being said, we got to go one week at a time, uh, starting with week eight. Yeah. So I think uh, we should take yeah, a this is take where it's going to start to get interesting, guys. At some of the games this week, see if we we like anything that stands out to us. We're, we're gonna have some bye weeks, you know, so we're gonna be we can't have the full NFL slate to choose from. Definitely gonna have to be a little picky. I mean, um, looking at the schedule right now, for anything that might stand out, the Bills minus three and a half over the Patriots could be interesting, but it's a division game, and the Bills did not look very good last week, so that that might not look too good. Yeah, I don't know. When your only weapon really is like, no no, no disrespect to Stephon Diggs, you know he's been playing a great season, but. Stephon, Gil, uh, Stephon Gilmore is still there, bro. I think that's the better Stephon, you know. Gilmore should pretty much clamp down Diggs. And then it's not really much chance for Cole Beasley to fucking light him up. That being said, I think the Bills will win. Like, I think the Bills oh, are the better sure. team. The Bills should win. I mean, unless Cam Newton's feeling some type of way and doesn't want to get benched by Jared Stidham again. Okay, I mean, so like three and a half is not that large. It's a possibility. I don't know. That would definitely require a lot of thought, though. Maybe a lot of risk. Uh, just for fun, is it at the, home Chiefs, or? the Chiefs are a 19.5-point favorite over the Jets. That's too high, right? Ooh, that could... Uh, the Dolphins fan in me would have loved to watch the Jets get clobbered right, by more than 20 high. points. That's too high. We're, we're past doing it for the... For the Dolphins fandom. (laughs) It's a $108 bet, so it's definitely got to be pretty much a lock. Right, it's got to be a lock. Steelers plus three and a half against the Ravens is also very interesting. But that's risky. But it's very interesting because the Steelers are playing like the best team in the NFL right now. Yeah, anytime I can take a undefeated team as an underdog exactly i think that line's actually gonna change i consider hopping on that now actually is that too is that too uh impulsive of me yeah probably right i think yo all right we're gonna we're gonna let this know to you guys now if that line starts to shift we might have to take it we're hopping on it like if it's two and a half we ride, Spencer. No, 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 no. If it's, we want it to be more than that. We want it no, to. No, start. Wait, ro- it's at three and a half. If, people, if it gets below three, I'm not gonna do it. No, yeah. So okay, so if it's three, no, that's what I'm saying. If we start to see like the line shifting, then we don't if do it. The odd, like, if the line gets worse for the Steelers, then we, yeah, then we take it. But if it gets better, so it's like the Steelers plus two and a half instead of plus three, uh then I don't think we can take it anymore because I want the, the cushion of a field goal. I want the cushion of a field goal, but that also means that people think that's a good bet. You feel me, Spencer? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's also true. That's also true. Um, well, that's something to think about. Well, you might have a midweek update uh, on the Twitter, so make sure to check back at us. Uh, let us know what you think about this bet because uh, that could be a real possibility. 
Um, and then looking. If you have some inside games, scoop, man. looking through the rest of the games, um, none stand out in particular except maybe the Monday night game. Buccaneers minus ten and a half over the Giants. I think if it goes under ten points, that could be interesting. Yeah, if it dips down a little, I'm down. Uh, but definitely a few things to think about. We'll keep you updated. Tweet at us if you have any advice because we want to keep this house growing. We need. I'd say I don't need the help. I'm three and zero right now. Since I took over duties, I'm undefeated. Krimsky's corner out here. Krimsky's corner up. returns. He's like he's like Mickey and Rocky, bro. Tiny little. You do look like Mickey from Rocky. I'm man. going to look like Mickey from Rocky. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're so old. Give it Spencer. a couple years, I'll look just like him. As Akshat says, you're, you're so, so old. old. <laughs> um, only one day when they when you guys go to Mexico, you'll understand. Yes, maybe, maybe that's what needs to happen. Boom. You know that that might be a good place to wrap up. Was going to I mean, Mexico. We have to talk about going to Mexico would be a nice place to wrap up if the Thursday night football game was in Mexico. <laughs> but as we all know, Mexico I know it, has never supported uh, the NFL very well. Their fields have been terrible every time they've played there. That is valid. You know what's also terrible? The Falcons and the Panthers. Yeah, pretty bad. I hate Thursday night football, man. Like, I I'm a big believer that the Thursday night games should just be canceled. You should have some Saturday games if you'd like at night. But besides that, fuck the Thursday game. Players are just tired. There's a greatly increased chance for injury. The games are just lower quality. Fuck them, bro. Yeah, I mean, as a fan, but, I obviously like more football. Um, but at the same time, they're not even taking advantage of the extra night. Like, the Thursday games are historically have historically been like pretty bad. Uh, so if you're not going to do anything with it and the players don't like it, it might not be worth it. Um, that being said, I will always watch football when it's on, and I probably will be watching tomorrow when the Panthers take on the Falcons. And that's kind of an interesting game. I mean, not really an interesting game, but there are a few good players on either side. Uh, the biggest storyline, nice obviously, fantasy. is just that the Falcons can't win. It's nice for fantasy, you know. You do have... Calvin Ridley, you do got to watch how Julio's looking into I've that. I've got He's Mike a Davis up going into that. Mike Davis might be one of his last weeks. That now you saw that C Mac got scheduled to return from IR, so they got 21 days to bring him back. He was seen wearing a non-practice. I think he's like, definitely going to be back you know? next week. Yeah, he's wearing a non. He's not he's wearing a non-participant like red, like no contact shirt right now. So he's probably just doing some warm-ups, walkthroughs. But he should be back soon, man. And Kaputski for Mike Davis, but like, good for Christian McCaffrey to come back. Good for that offense in general. So there's you your know, I've got DJ Moore. If you're thinking about dealing McCaffrey or dealing for McCaffrey, that might be someone to try to trade for. You might be able to buy low uh, and get a the lot buy of reward. The buy low window is closing. So this is your chance. Yeah, window is it. closing. I mean, I've got DJ Moore. I'm hoping that he continues to ball out, continues to pull some traction. I still don't understand how Roby Anderson is out touching him, but we'll see. You know, Teddy Two Gloves, please feed my dog. Um, Falcons still nice. Um, Matty Ice can hopefully play better. But see, like the thing is, like 
when we're talking aside from a fantasy perspective, we're talking about the actual game result. Like both teams have talent. Um yet neither of them are very good teams. And I think I think the Falcons should win. Like, I think they have the better team and they should win, but I can't predict a Falcons victory now because of the way they've been playing recently. Oh no, exactly, man. It's gonna also depend on Julio's health a little bit. But even if he plays, even when he's 100 percent healthy, like they just choke, man. I wouldn't want to touch the Falcons at all. Are they just soft? I don't know. It's insane what's happening over there. Can you truly be soft if you're a freaking NFL player or an entire NFL team? Jonathan Martin. They're like, I don't know what's going on, but something's not right in Atlanta. But that being said. Sure, that'll be my bold prediction. Atlanta figures out how to win a football game. Uh, it'll happen on Thursday against the Panthers. And it, like my good green friend says, it's clobber in time. Uh, and that that's a good place to leave off. It's clobber in time. Yep, double suit, double lawsuit headed our way. Episode eleven, baby. Yeah, so we're on the we're on the Falcons. Uh, make sure to give us some tips. Uh, who, what you think are the best bets we should make uh, for Sunday and, and look out for our new episode on Saturday. Bada bing, bada boom. Nice to see you soon. Peace, buddies. Peace.